Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. Have another really wonderful interview conversation with a new friend of mine, Sadie Lincoln. She is an entrepreneur, a mom, a wellness advocate, and just really inspiring and relatable. I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with her. Let me tell you a little bit more about Sadie. Sadie is the co-founder and CEO of Bar3, a fitness company focused on teaching people to be balanced in body and empowered from within. Starting in 2008 with the flagship studio in Portland, Oregon, Bar3 has grown to include more than 140 franchise studios powered by female entrepreneurs, plus an online workout streaming subscriber base in over 98 countries. What has started as a workout has blossomed into a full-blown movement made up of millions of people focused on body positivity, being empowered, and redefining what success and fitness mean. Sadie is super cool. She's on Inc.'s Female Founders 100 list, has been featured in NPR's How I Built This, and speaks regularly on the topics of mindful leadership, the power of body wisdom, and the movement to redefine what success in fitness means. Beyond running her company and being a global spokesperson, Sadie still enjoys teaching Bar 3 classes to many of her founding clients in her hometown of Portland, Oregon. And now on to my interview with Sadie Lincoln. Sadie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I was sharing before we started recording that I love Bar 3. Unfortunately, there's not one near me in Encinitas, but there is one in Bee Cave in Hill Country, which is where my parents and family live out in Austin, Texas. And I love going there. And I, one of the main reasons I love it is not just because I feel physically good, but because I feel like it's a mind, body, and soul workout. And I feel like it's uh, an oasis and I really get to go there and, and focus just on me and my breathing. And it's such a loving, nurturing space. So obviously that's, that's, you know, somewhat me of what I bring to it, but it's a lot more of the space and the environment that bar three creates. And I know that wasn't an accident. This was intentional over the years. And I'd, I'd love to hear your journey of how you created bar three. Yeah. Well, first I have to touch on what you just said, because it really strikes a chord for me. I've been thinking a lot about your experience that you just shared with me is, is in some ways an introverted experience where you're going to this place that's sort of an internal haven. You talked about, you know, mind, body, soul, that's very um, specific to you as an individual. And I think that's really important, even in a group exercise environment. And I always categorize myself as an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) my, my My husband says you're a closeted introvert. Everyone thinks you're an extrovert, but I get my energy, um, in solitude Mm -hmm. and going inward. And yet I find tremendous power being shoulder to shoulder with a group of primarily women, some men in the bar three experience where I'm so supported in me going inward and making choices for what's right for my body in that moment. And Mm. I, there's nothing lonely about that experience. It's, it's very much about solitude and honoring my truth. And sometimes at the ballet bar, I'll even close my eyes. And, but I know there's a room full of people. It's like, it's an unwritten thing at bar three that everybody's supporting each other in their own discovery. And, uh, that idea is basically sums up why I started bar three, uh, because I needed that. I scratched my own itch. I needed community, but I also needed permission to honor my truth. And 
I'm just like, you know, I was born female. And I think most of us women were born into a lot of expectations about what fitness is and looks like. And men are too, but I think we can all agree women, there's so many ideals painted for, you know, what it is to be a woman, to be worthy, to be desired, to be beautiful, to be fit. And when I grew up in the fitness industry, I enjoyed fitness. I loved group exercise. I also was, um, grew, grew up in a basically an all women collective. My mom and her best friends raised us kind of hippie kids together. So I grew up in an environment of women supporting women and movement and being intuitive and healthy. And somehow I transitioned into a career of group exercise and ended up working for a company called 24 hour fitness, which I really respect. It's a, a, a tremendous company to, to this day. And I worked there for close to 11 years. I actually mm. had the opportunity to work directly for the founder and CEO. And as a professional, starting at 25 years old, basically 25 to 35, I worked there and we grew the company from 25 gems to 430 globally. Wow. Yeah. So it was a fitness business, tremendously successful fitness business. The problem is while our industry was booming and very, very successful, me as an individual, my own fitness was declining. And my relationship with fitness was declining and my own like image of myself was not good. Mm. And I had all these, I had all this awareness and really it started when I was pregnant with my first child. I think a lot of us, when we become pregnant, we become more intuitive because we're born, um, you know, it just, for me, I always knew I was going to going to be a mother. And as soon as I became pregnant, I just was able to really investigate what's really right for me. Yeah. You know, what, what is my natural calling? And I realized that in at 24 hour fitness, what we sold over and over again was working out to get to an end result. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, there are a lot of results that are really important to a lot of us, like winning the race, beating our time, lowering cholesterol, you know, yeah. uh, our, our risk for heart disease. I mean, there's a lot of important results that we get to. The problem is, the problem for me was that those results were mostly attached to an external measure of success, which was defined by an ideal. And that ideal was anchored in what it is to be beautiful, to be skinny, to be, to be ripped, to be this, to be that. And in order to get to that, I was to follow a formula that someone else made. And it was basically scientific, you know, calories in, calories out. You work out this many times a week. It wasn't intuitive. It was formulaic. Yeah. And I failed that system personally. I was in spirit, heavy, foggy minded. I did not feel good in my own body. I hurt. My body actually ached because I, I was going through the no pain, no gain. You know, I was like working as hard as I could to get there because I'm driven. I am a high performer. Mm. I want to be. And so I just kept doing it. I just kept hitting it harder and harder and harder trying to get there. And I had this moment, this moment where, wow, you know, maybe I'm not failing fitness. Maybe fitness is failing me. Mm. Mm. Even as this industry, we were selling like crazy and our gyms were full and we were growing. Our tagline was literally bigger, better, stronger. Mm. It was very masculine Yep. and based on sales and we had, my job actually was to manage supermodels and athletes as our spokespeople. So literally the 
kind of ideal was Cindy Crawford, Shaquille O'Neal, Andre Agassi, all the, my, you know, I was working with these incredible, like superhero people. Right. Um, and they were the cover of the magazine, the cover of the ad. That's what we were selling. So long story short, Chris and I, my husband and I also were lonely. We, and the, the feeling of community, I never felt like I had a community at the gym. I felt kind of literally like a, like a gerbil (laughs) running around in the cage. So we broke off from 24 hour fitness and Mark Mastroff, the founder actually left at that point too. And Chris and I decided to start our own thing. We sold our house in the Bay area. We put all our life savings into creating a community based boutique exercise studio. Mark invested a small amount. So he's our angel investor and only investor to this point. And we created a workout concept less around a formula or heritage and more around our approach um, that was about investigating imbalances in the body and then working towards a more balanced state. Mm. And instead of working out to get to balance, or get to a result, we are working out to pay attention to being in our bodies in that very moment. Mm. The question we asked ourselves is, what if you're okay right now as you work out? You're not going to get anywhere. Your job in this class is to look inside for answers, to honor your truth, and to recognize imbalances without judgment, and then work towards a more balanced state with a community of people around you supporting you. Mm. And we came to that conclusion just by, uh, we didn't do any data research. We didn't, you know, we just literally scratched our own itch. And if we didn't make money off it, we honestly didn't care at that point. We just wanted to go for it. And you know, of course, when you do that, it works. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. It's <laughs> exactly. It's the, it's the letting go, but that's so hard sometimes, especially because you had to break a lot of conditioning, not just in the fitness industry, but in the business industry as well, because you really were creating a whole new way to work out because there's so many people, including yourself until you change your mindset that really believe unless they're hurting, unless it's painful, it's not exercise. To this day. Yeah. And it is, I keep, I always, we, the team, we all talk about it all the time. It's like our favorite conversation. We're all here because we believe so strongly in this and that it is a movement. We are redefining something. And so it's, we always talk about it as unbrainwashing because I am still brainwashed. I will get into the pattern of, Oh, I need to run for at least 30 minutes for it to count or, you know, Oh, I didn't exercise today. Fail. I'm not healthy, which I know that's not true. When I look inside, I know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm t- we're bombarded with messaging and our even our unconscious picks up on that every single day that oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I need to buy this product. I need to do this thing. I need to, you know, do this so that I can shape my body and my life in, in a way that's successful. And over and over again, I have to remind myself that that's just not true. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's not healthy. It's not. It's not. And and I'd love to give people a picture of what a bar three class is like, because I've experienced it and I've described it. But as we're talking about it and, and as we're talking about your transformation and, and both how you approach the fitness industry as an entrepreneur and as someone who, quote unquote, works out, I don't know if we want to drop the word works out and come up with something yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Uh, what t- Take us through what a bar, cl- a bar three class is. Well, First of all, our mission in every single class is to teach people to be balanced in body and empowered from within, both. 
And the thing that we're solving for at Bar 3, and I think all great kind of businesses and ideas come from needing to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we're solving for is an inherent imbalance that most of us have in our, in our, our bodies because of the way we live. Um, we sit way too much, you know, that there's been so much research and evidence around how, you know, a lot of people are saying sitting is the new smoking, um, smoking, Mm -hmm. right. Um, and we, there's, there's just almost universal imbalances in the body that happen. Tight hip flexors, weak glutes, weak, weak lats, um, tight chest, um, core, weak core. Um, and then because of those imbalances, there's a whole myriad of injury that happens as a result of that. And it's not only, um, things you think of like low back pain, but also inability to focus on get a good night's rest, digest your food, metabolize well. Not only is there an imbalance in muscles and flexibility and mobility in our joints, there's also an imbalance of energy in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. other big chronic condition universally is stress. And just as an example, we chest breathe um, more than we ever have because there's more anxiety in our culture and we're more distracted than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. And to tie it back to the body, one of the things you'll hear in bar three is we talk about tummy breathing and that to not actually hold in your tummy to let it expand. If you've ever watched a kitten breathe or a baby, mm. you'll see the belly expand and then contract. That's ha- that's a, that's a very non-stress way to breathe and a really healthy, energizing way to breathe. And yet specifically women, we've all been taught to suck in our guts when we're exercising yep. just as an example. So that's something we're always we're conditioning our clients to talk about. We even have them. If you've taken class recently, we place our hand on the belly to experience a belly breath. Um, because when you breathe big like that, we know that it helps, um, bring serotonin into the body and bring the body back to an energetic balance, a hormone balance. So that's what drives the science behind bar three and our decisions, what moves are allowed at bar three or not allowed. And what we emphasize, we emphasize working the glutes, Uh, We emphasize opening up the hip flexors. We emphasize working the back body, the lats, and we open up the chest. Mm -hmm. Those are all counter actions designed to help the body come back up into alignment and what we call primary posture where your body functions the best. Yes. And and I feel it. When I go to a class, I feel longer and I feel, and I, I can tell how often I'm doing a bar three class or a class that's similar to bar three by how I feel after, because it works the muscles that I don't normally work on a daily basis, but that are so important in stabilizing my hips and my spine and my neck and all of those things. And it was funny because my boyfriend was like, oh, you're going to go do a bar class. Ha ha. And I go, why don't you come with me? Mm-hmm. Mr. Muscles. <laughs> and he works out hard, like crossfit kettlebells, like hard. Mm-hmm. And he came to a bar class and was just shaking and quaking and sweating because it's a different, it, it works different muscles. And I think it also, what I have found is it, it challenges my mindset of unless I'm working quote unquote hard and sweating and huffing and puffing, I'm not working. And I have found it's a way more feminine approach to exercise 
And yeah. my body just loves it way more than, cause I, you know, in, in my twenties and early thirties, I'd kill it at the gym. I do like a 40 minute interval run and then like an, an hour long workout with weights. Like I would just kill myself and you know, it, it, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And I would leave feeling really tired. Yeah. I love that you rec you, um, called it feminine mm -hmm. because I do think there's something to feminine energy and masculine energy. Yep. Again, back to the idea of balance. And I love CrossFit. I love a good run. I love lifting weights. And I think all that's important in balance. Yes. And feminine, we all hold feminine energy. We all hold masculine energy. And a lot of us women who are high performers, we tend to operate in the masculine world which is, you know, in Eastern tradition, you think of yin yang, right? It's the yang, it's the extrovertedness of us. It's the wanting to win, wanting to show up, wanting to, you know, make it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do think what's happened is we went too far. Yes. Agree. And agree. there is something to be said about feminine energy for men too. Yep. And, um, so I, yeah, I, that's a whole, that's the, so, th so there's the balanced and body part of bar three. And then the empowered from within part is just as important to us. And that's the psychology of exercise that I can look inside for answers and figure out what balance means to me and work towards that. And I think that is our biggest differentiator and where we are the most disruptive because we value that even more than the movement. Yeah. And we do. So in terms of the movement, we hold the body, we do an isometric hold, we do small range of movement, and then we do large range of movement. That's So we combine strength conditioning, cardio with mindfulness. Yes. yes. So that's, that's really the class. Um, you know, and that's what most people should care about at the beginning is like, what am I really going to get here? <laughs> you exactly. know, that's great. I'm going to feel better about myself, but what am I really going to get? It's cardio, mindfulness, and strength conditioning with this kind of mindset around being empowered from within. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love what you said, and I just want to echo it, the support of the masculine and feminine, the, the working in harmony together, because I too still love, you know, a good weight workout, a good cardio workout, a good spin class, all those kinds of things. Yeah. But if I do too much of that, I end up depleted. And a workout like yoga or bar three, the, the more feminine, the more flow, the more elongation, the deeper breath, the quieter atmosphere all those things. Um, and the other thing I love about is bar three is it's mainly geared towards women and it's, it feels very, there's something very, um, I don't know, like familiar and ancient about women coming together and working oh, towards a common goal. It's like, we don't gather around in circles and red tents anymore. Mm -hmm. So having a place where we can go and, and be, be focused on ourselves, but be supported by people around us and feel really safe and really nurtured is also important because so many women are mothers, but don't get a lot of nurturing and mothering themselves. And just yeah. taking that hour and going and, and getting that fill and also feeling a sense of accomplishment, like feeling like you did something. Because what I really get, you know, when we're talking about, when you and I are talking about exercise is that it's not just about the body. It's right. not just about the body. It's, it's really about connecting the, the, the body, mind, and spirit. And so I'd love for you to talk just a little bit, you know, a lot of people listening struggle with, with weight release, body image, eating disorders, um, even exercise bulimia to some degree. How have you really shifted your mindset and your belief system 
around your own, your own body and around exercise that's given you more freedom and maybe a little bit of relief from some of the things that a lot of women feel the pressure to be thin, the pressure to look a certain way, all those kind of things. Well, I just think about talking to my younger self and I would say, of course you feel that way, honey. <laughs> yeah. Look at the world you live in. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the first release is, yeah, that is an outcome of from the moment we are born, you know, the world writes on us and we are told so many times every day what, what worthy is mm-hmm. and specifically for women. So it's nothing to be shameful about. It's something to be honest about and let that for me, it's let that go. Like, let know that, yeah, that's a real, you know, outcome of things that are beyond my control. But what can I control in this moment is only this moment. And learning to take three deep breaths, you know, just if I hear the internal negative chatter, which is a rolling tape, it's one of my friends, her name's Kristen Fritz. She has this analogy, stop. And it's once when you hear that rolling tape, that inner critic, you know, like, oh, I feel so fat or I don't feel good or I'm, I need to do more or whatever the pattern is, is to stop, which is the S T take three deep breaths. Oh, observe, just mm-hmm. simply observe, just take inventory of what's going on beyond just the thoughts too, like, oh, those thoughts are going on, but oh, like. I actually feel relaxed in my shoulders right now. And that's a really pretty bird on the windowsill. And all these other things are also going on in my, you know, that, that sense of just observing the moment. And then the P is proceed with purpose. And mm. it's, that's essentially what we do at bar three class all the time. And I, we talk about it a lot is, yeah, you're here to build muscle, to build sweat, but you're also here to build this, this ability to be compassionate in the moment, in the present moment of where you are right now. Mm. And I think that that practice over and over again is how all of us can build the tool set to move forward in a productive way and not feed the energy of the ideals and things that are unhealthy and disruptive to our potential. Yeah. Yeah. And you also, I've heard you talk about being your own best guru and not mm-hmm. looking outside of you for mm-hmm. any advice, be it fitness or anything. How mm-hmm. have you become your own best guru and and how can how can we really look only to ourselves? One of my favorite books is called Rework. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Jason Freed and David Hansen wrote it. They are there, it's a business book, but I love it. It's it's maybe one to two pages per chapter. And um, the way they built their business, which is base camp is similar to how I'm growing bar three. And it's, it's just, it's like mindful growth. I love it. And there is a sentence in there that literally changed my perspective. And the sentence is copying skips understanding. And why I'm mentioning that sentence is to me, that one sentence explains why I think the guru model fails us. When I copy someone I look up to or take someone else's advice about how to be healthy, how to be beautiful, how to be awesome, I'm copying what they're doing verse, and that robs me of my own experience of understanding what's right for me. 
And I think inherently each and every one of us is a unique genius. And that's what's so beautiful about our lives and being human is that we are all so beautifully different. And fitness has just painted this one picture (laughs) and even more so, so for women. I, and we know that. And I also think everybody that's listening to this is nodding their head. We know better. We know that we are our own best teachers. Each of us know that because we are in touch with our intuition. When we stop and pause and really think about it, it's a practice to remember that because every day we're told what to do and we're inspired by Instagram and Photoshopping, Photoshop models and this, that, and the other. But I think the more and more back to the like red tent analogy, the more we can come together as women and support our individual differences and support us, our love of learning and wonder and curiosity about each of us as individuals, which you're doing. It's your life's work, Christine, which (laughs) is so beautiful. The more healthy we can become and, and not tear each other down, not compare. I mean, comparitis is a real problem, right? Real problem. Yes. Real problem. And we all have it. I have it you know, and just being self-aware of that alone is like, I think healthy. Yeah. One of my favorite tools for dealing with my comparitis is knowing that it's a positive projection and that anything I see in someone else is an unacknowledged quality inside of me. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm comparing myself to Beyonce. Does that mean I'm not recognizing that I'm an amazing singer and dancer? No, you should hear me (laughs) sing. It doesn't mean that, but it may mean that I'm not acknowledging my own ability to be confident, to Mm -hmm. stand up for myself, to be unapologetic in terms of going after what I want to stand fully in my power. It's like, when I feel that comparison or a jealousy or I put anybody on a pedestal, I look to, all right, what am I, what am I really seeing there? Because they're a mirror. They're showing me something in me that I'm not seeing inside myself. And I found that that so helps me get out of one, the painful scarcity mindset and the less than mindset. It makes me feel more connected to the person I'm comparing myself to versus more distant, which is usually what comparisonitis does to us is it pushes us more into more separation. Um, and it, and it gives me a way to work with it because I found just, just trying to stop doing it (laughs) didn't work. So I had to find a way, a way to work with it. And, and I really hear that in, in everything that you're saying, Sadie is like, there isn't like a one size fits all approach to anything. It's just, here's where I am today. Here's what's happening for me today. How do I work with it? How do I become more into balance. So I don't try to let it take me over completely and I don't try to stop it completely. It's like, how do I come more into balance with any situation that's going on in my life? And for me, it's a daily practice. Do you find it's a daily or even hourly <laughs> practice? If I remember to even notice that I need to practice right, it. Right, the right, noticing, The noticing of the pattern is just in itself a great thing. And, and the other comparing that happens is I will compare myself to yesterday. Mm. Yesterday I did plank and I was awesome. Or, you know, when I was 18 years old, I used to trail run and I was awesome at it. I'm 46 now. That's, you know, just even comparing to who I was or, um, it's just, it's such, it's just such a lesson, you know, aging is a lesson in the moment and, and so honoring the process of age and not fighting it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And I wish, I hope, and 
you're a great example of this. I hope to be a great example of this is aging, not just with grace, but with pride because there's so much wisdom that comes with it. And I, I wish in our culture, especially women were more revered as we age. And I think that that's something we can shift if we intend to, and if we don't fight it ourselves, right? Like we complain about it, but so many of us fight it and resist it and do anything we can not to show any signs of it. And I'm all for let's be healthy, but let's not push ourselves. I can't work out the same way I worked out 10 years ago. I just, I just can't. And it's not so much just a physical block. It also just isn't good for me for this point in my life that I'm in that kind of depleting forceful energy isn't good for the kind of more balanced lifestyle that I want to live. And that's something that age has really shown me is being my own best guru back to what you were saying before, like really finding what works for me and letting the evaluation of that or the answer, does this work for me or not be how I feel inside versus how I look outside. Yeah. So a very specific way to practice that, to practice being your own guru in your body. So I, anyone who's physical listening to this will relate to this because a lot of us learn through our bodies and me being a physical person, this has been basically the epicenter of our company is how we practice basically standing up for ourselves, honoring our truth and being our own best guru is the practice of modification in class. And what we do at bar three, I mean, we're, we remind people at bar three over and over and over again, that when you modify a move based on your own inner knowing of what's right for you, it's a metaphor of standing up for yourself. You're literally and figuratively standing up for yourself and you're building that muscle of honoring your truth, being your own guru. And it's a way to actually, and whatever we practice, we get good at. Right. And so perhaps those of you listening, when you exercise next time in a group environment and the instructor is cueing, let's say plank pose and your wrist is really bothering you in that moment, do another move and feel what it feels like to do something different than everybody else in the class and know that that's a brave move and standing up for yourself versus an easy way out. And we've been conditioned again to copy versus understand. We've been conditioned, no, do what everybody else does because that equals success. And really it doesn't, you know, being our own teacher and doing something that's exactly right for you in the moment is, will help you. But it also is, you know, it's like a great movement because the other people will see you doing that and say, oh my gosh, that's kind of badass that that person is doing something different Absolutely. to honor their truth. And then it kind of, it catches on. Right. Well, and, and I have found too, I trust myself more You know, mm-hmm. I, when I, when I make an adjustment in a yoga class or a bar class or in the gym or whatever, and I really honor myself, I, it, it builds up that inner trust. And it also builds up people honoring me more, you know, like I, when we push ourselves in any aspect of our life, we're going to feel pushed by others or taken advantage of when we don't honor and respect ourselves, the universe is going to give us that feedback in our external world. (laughs) So the more we really honor and nurture ourselves and care for ourselves internally, the more that kind of shows up in our world. And and that was a big thing for me too, especially my yoga practice, because I used to be one of those like pretzel turn upside down, can do anything in a yoga class. And I had a stress fracture on my foot this year. I just recently had a chiropractic adjustment that didn't go so well. And I've had some neck pain and I've really had to ease off in my practice and like be that girl and downward dog when everybody else is flipping up upside down. And, you know, my ego used to have such a hard time with that, but I've learned how nourishing that feels to my body and soul to be like, it's okay, sweetheart. Like, rest right now. That's what you need. 
and awesome that everybody else is doing their thing and you're doing your thing. You're still connected. You're not less in in any way. You still belong here. You're just doing a great job of taking care of ourselves, yourself. And so that, that, you're still physical. Yes. I think people who identify with being physical, when we get injured, it's such a harder hit. You know, it's because it is, it does feel like, you know, the carpet just got pulled out from underneath you and that soulful run that was like your church, you know, every day is taken out from underneath you because of ankle pain or low back, you know, and re re channeling that injury into being a teacher and understanding, Oh, maybe I, you know, I can view exercise differently today. Yeah. I, I can exercise success differently today. Yeah. Injury. There's so many lessons in injury. Yes. I have found <laughs> so many this year. I'm like, all right, next, next lesson, please. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But it's, it's, you know, I learned in my grad school program, how we relate to the issue is the issue. And I have found, you know, people, when we push, push, push ourselves, the body will, well, body will find some way to give us feedback that it's time to slow mm-hmm. down. So I'm learning to listen so that injury doesn't have to be my messenger a right. lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been, so inspiring and insightful. Any anything else that we didn't talk about? Because you, you have so much wisdom as an entrepreneur, as a woman in in the fitness and in the wellness industry. Anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Something you wish someone would have told you five, 10 years ago? I think just going back to what you said about women supporting women. And we are so much better when we support each other and we empower each other. I built my whole company on that. We have close to 150 studios now, all owned by women. I have 50 full-time employees here, vast majority women, and all the men that work for us support what we're about. And Mm. there is success in coming together and connecting. Relationships are just as healthy as exercise. And I do, you know, I grew up that way. So it is in my DNA. And I think it's something just for all of us to remember and remind, you know, it's, it's, I think now, right now, more than ever, it's important. I totally agree. Women supporting women and women also supporting men, not making them the enemy as well. We're all in it together. We're all in it together. And, you know, I was the opposite. I didn't grow up with a lot of women supporting women. I didn't have a lot of girlfriends, Um, but I do now. And so for people listening, they're like, well, what? I didn't grow up with that. It's so hard it may be new, it may be unfamiliar, but it's so possible. And we're living in a time where we're really craving it. We're craving Mm -hmm. to really be with our soul sisters and break those old paradigms of competition and comparison and all that kind of stuff. Um, And I just have found such healing in my female relationships. And, and I think that that makes us, you know, better at our jobs, better at our marriages, better parents, better Mm -hmm. partners, when we have our soul sisters really, really supporting us. So I would say, you know, bar three, and I'm going to have you in a a moment, tell people where they can get more information. But for those of you who have it in your area, or even, I know there's an online community as well. If you're Mm -hmm. looking for like-minded places and and if you're looking for a place to go to meet like-minded women, (laughs) bar three is a great place for that. I've always found the environment is so welcoming women really talk to each other, women connect. So Sadie, please tell everybody where they can learn a little bit more about bar three and maybe take a class or enroll in the online program. 
Sure. Well, certainly the website, bar3barre3.com. And we do have online subscription and active subscribers in 98 countries. So um, very accessible for everybody. Love our online programming. And we have every week a new workout. And the person who leads the workout also leads a discussion on our comment board all week long. So there's a lot of high touch connection there. And of course, our studios is all about community. We have childcare also Yay. in most studios for all <laughs> the moms out there and dads. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to that inner call and, and seeing that fitness was failing you and creating a whole new movement for us to become more in balance with, with our bodies. Thank you so much for the work that you do, Sadie. Nice and sincere pleasure. Thanks for having me.